You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. This episode will be talking about Judas Priest, British Steel. On the line, I have Rob. I'd probably jump his bones. Hafe <laughs> and hafe. <laughs> John. Loaded. And Kyle. Hello, I guess. <laughs> British Steel is the sixth studio album by English heavy metal band Judas Priest. Released on the 14th of April 1980 on Columbia Records, the producer was Tom Owen. Uh, the genre is heavy metal, of course, and I'm going to read from All Music Review, Steve Huey. Predating Metallica, Judas Priest's British Steel was a similarly pictured landmark boasting many of the same accomplishments. It streamlined and simplified the progressive intricacies of a band fresh off of revolutionizing the entire heavy metal genre. It brought an aggressive underground metal subculture crashing into the mainstream, and it greatly expanded the possibilities of heavy metal's commercial viability as a whole. It catapulted Judas Priest to the status of stadium headliners. It was the first salvo fired in heavy metal's ultimate takeover of hard rock landscape during the 1980s. Packed with strong melodic hooks, British Steel is a deliberate commercial move, forsaking the complexity of the band's early work in favor of a robust ACDC flavored groove. It's a convincing transformation as priests prove equally adept at opening up their arrangements to let the rhythms breathe. The album is built around the classic singles Breaking the Wall and Living After Midnight. Both big hits in the UK, which openly uh, posit Priest as a party band for the first time. Still on a whole, British Deal is too important an album to have its historical stature diluted by minor inconsistencies. Rather, it sealed Judas Priest's status as genre icons and kick-started heavy metal's glory days of the 1980s. It went top five in the UK and became their first top 40 album in the US, going platinum in the process and paving the way for countless imitators and innovators alike. All right, what do we think of Judas Priest's British Steel? Of Here course. we go. Of course. Of course. Here we go. Of course. All right, Rob. Okay. You know what? I, I think we could all cut this oh, down boy. right now if we all disagree that this album mm. is wonderful and deserves to be in the book. And then we can start talking about why it's the wrong one for the book. All right. I'm sorry. Okay. I, let me say this. I, sorry. Yes, Rob. Go, go for it. Go for I, it, buddy. Uh, as you know, I've been into uh, Judas Priest a lot longer than you. <laughs> Let <laughs> the record show. Let the record show. He is one year older than me, ladies and gentlemen. No, no. 
This was at the chili cook-off when uh, I said that I liked Judas Priest and you were uh, awestruck. You were like, what? I can't believe you like Judas Priest. And then I found out that it was because, uh, I mean, do you want to, you kind of you pretended that you were into Judas Priest to impress a lady. Yeah, and now we're married. So what, what's your deal? <laughs> <laughs> totally works, guys. It worked. It worked. It worked. It worked. <laughs> I, I worked backwards from my ruse. And you know yeah, what? I get it. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> I know that you're a little late to the game. So um, speaking of late to the game, this is the first time I've ever listened to a Judas Priest album. Nice. Oh, my God. Start to finish. Congratulations. And, and well, you know, hot take. It's no Motorhead. Okay, mm. it's it's no it's Motorhead, different. but it is uh, in a different ballpark. It's a totally excellent game playing being played in a different ballpark. It's the same ballpark where you will eventually see Iron Maiden and other power metal bands. <laughs> Why like would you I, not want to be at that I, ballpark? <laughs> I've listened to plenty of Iron Maiden albums, and I, I and I like them very much. Uh, I'm curious to hear the Judas Priest fans talk about which albums should have been in the book. Because other than the hits, I wasn't as impressed with British Steel. Yep. Yeah, okay. Um, British Steel, um, you know, it opens up with breaking the law. And I, I well, mentioned this. US or does it? Does. Rob, Rob. Yeah, okay, yes. The, the U.S. one does. I apologize, bros. But like. <laughs> lads. Rob, okay, we were lads. talking about this. You, we were, you apologize to the lads, sir. Oh, my God. <laughs> see, see what it is trying to get an, a word in edgewise, Kyle? This is how it goes. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Birch. Breaking the law. Okay, if we if we look at the U.S. release, breaking the law yeah. is is like the Ramones Blitzkrieg bop. You know, if you're going to introduce track one, breaking the law, yeah, that's but- it. That's it. It's stuck in my head. two and a half minutes. It's immaculate. It's a fucking banger. It you could listen to it a hundred times. It'll be hyped up every single time. Um, yes, uh, yes, sure. Rob, painkiller, better record. Mm-hmm. Screaming for vengeance, much better record. But mm-hmm. people, for a lot of people, this is like the Judas Priest record. Then they didn't listen to Judas Priest. I'm sorry. Like if, if this is where you stopped, then you never started. Okay, Rob, uh, if somebody said Ramon's first record was like the definitive Ramon's record, I'd this say, yeah. This is Judas Priest's sixth record. Yeah, they started in 69. Okay, but it's the first one that's that's in this book, right? It's the only one that's in this book. And it's, and it's the, the one that kind of broke them, right? It definitely it broke them. That, yeah. is the, that, is the int- yeah. that is why it's here is because it broke. It's a Killing different sound. Broke than earlier Judas Priest. Earlier Judas Priest was relying on Black Sabbath. They were following them. This, they toured with ACDC. relying on ACDC. They they saw those themes, the riff, you know, uh, huge riffs, and letting it breathe a little bit, and that created what we now consider sort of a power metal or, you know, Iron Maiden... Uh, heavy metal, this a second wave, if you will, of of English metal. So yeah, mm-hmm. I I agree. I I agree with both of you. This album should be here because it, it is a predecessor. We're also going to get Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden, not the best Maiden album, but I, it that, it I agree. comes into a. It, there has to be something there, and. You either say, okay, this is important in history, or you say, 
objectively over everything that has happened, you know, these are the albums. And they're, they're kind of doing something where they're trying to introduce as we go along these different genres that would then spawn other albums or other people and things like that. So I get, I get, I finally am getting, it's, we're almost a 500 and I'm starting to understand <laughs> the, the placement and the selections in the book. I, do I agree with all of them? No, but I mean, this, this album still rules and it still is innovative for its time. Of course, of course, of course, of course. And I, I won't, I, I will not argue that. Like, I, I won't argue against that. I, I, I think that, honestly, I think that Iron Maiden should have had, you know, or not Maiden, I'm sorry. I think that Judas Priest should have had more records than Iron Maiden has. Like, Iron Maiden gets two. They, we, we get the Paul, is it Dano? What's, 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 what's that motherfucker's name? His, uh, his last name. Paul something or other. Like, before Bruce joined. Mm. Um, I forget. I forget. It's not in front of me. I mean, God, that that record fucking rules, and his vocal delivery is amazing. And then, what's you know, the other Maiden one we get? Uh, uh, Number of the Beast. We're, we're, yeah, Number of the Beast. And yeah, of course, yeah. of course, yeah. that's going to be in there. Of course, of course. But the fact that all we're getting is British Steel off of the band that literally laid the groundwork for everyone else coming up in metal, and who like. Seriously, I think that we could all agree that Painkiller would be a better one, if not because A, it's a better record, but also B, like it reinvented metal, like in, in 1990. Painkiller like, pain is an astonishing record, they, Rob. Of course, they, I agree with you. They reinvented the game. They, they, every, yeah. all of the fucking butt rock, they came out like, oh, here, hold my beer. Painkiller. After coming with Ram It Down, which I fucking love not necessarily yep. everyone's favorite record. It's all drum machine. And then like rad guitarist with a really bad cover of Johnny B. Good. It sounds industrial, Rob. <laughs> it's fucking, it's, 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 it's rad. <laughs> but the fact that like, th- this is so milk toast for their output is my problem. That Especially makes for the eighties. I, I like hearing you say that because I really want to be into Judas priest. This is Q95 and Judas Priest, man. Like, th- th- this is... I, I, oh, Rob. I, I, was, I was not as impressed oh, tell me by I'm this wrong, record. Kyle. We lived in Indianapolis. We heard these songs on the radio, fucker. This is absolutely... Oh, this absolutely radio Judas Priest. And it's not I, the best Judas Priest. No, there's, there's a couple stinkers on this album that are kind of interesting. Like, uh, United sounds like a Queen song. I kind of I, I was hoping that maybe they were, they wrote that for Manchester United as like a little like rallying cry well, for soccer. And, I, and I, what was and that I think song? and I think you're not wrong they there, definitely Kyle. Wrote it for a, for a sing along. And I think that might that exactly. Yeah, and Ben, you're making a good point there that this album is designed to be a more commercial sound. They took away. They stopped yeah. doing some of their esoteric earlier stuff. They trimmed the songs down. They realized, oh, I really like how Freddie Mercury delivers you know, his, his like pseudo operatic style. Let me put that, you know, Rob Halford says, let me put that front and center. Let me make nice short songs with rips and let me design songs that are meant to be sung along to like, they know exactly mm-hmm. what they're doing. Now you're right. Does that make it necessarily as interesting as something where an artist is trying to just make their mark? Maybe not, but is it important and does it sort of set the groundwork? It does. So yeah, I would like to have more Judas Priest albums in here, you know, to show what later came from them. But 
if you're going to have one, you know, this isn't a bad one to show, okay, here's us setting this, the scene for 1980s heavy metal. problem like there's not a record that they put out that wouldn't have been a bad like well here's what here's the here's how we're setting the table for whatever's coming next because they were always on the fucking forefront of everything that came next you can say that they were following in like black sabbath's footsteps for the like the first few records but i mean jesus christ killing machine like or what was it uh called here hellbent for leather like it's a fucking rad record and it came out the year before this mm-hmm. and like it it has a little more teeth but just like they just continued to morph into like this they they never they were never bad and they just continued to get better and this is not them at their best and i know that like there's some weird story being told of the chronology of music but the fact that we get three echo and the bunnyman and one fucking like priest record is asinine the fact that we're getting only two maiden records is ridiculous especially if we're getting fucking two Def leopard records i love them but i mean jesus christ like mutt lang produced them both why do i need to have fucking pyromania and hysteria and i can't get fucking screaming for vengeance in this goddamn book that like i Burping real hard here, guys, and I, I, I'm, I'm, Take it I'm easy, going baby. to pull back. Yeah, buddy. But you're, take it as but, it comes. But Kyle, your idea that like breaking the law is like this, like what a what a rad like you know opener. I mean, uh, if you've never if you've never heard Free Wheel Burning, like that's off of the Defenders of the Faith, and it's it's one of the best opening tracks like ever conceived. It has one of the best guitar solos ever conceived so does fucking painkiller you know what you could say that every single opening track of an iron maiden maiden record is like the best opening track of a record the opening track of british steel is rapid fire well the opening track of british steel in america was breaking the law i'm 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 holding my copy right here it's breaking the law it's 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 how we learned it also like this album does have a couple of stinkers on it not not even stinkers, just like not great songs. And and there are some some of their records don't have the lull. And that that that's where I'm sad. I think that I have high potential to be a Judas Priest fan, but I don't have perspective. All all I all I've heard right now is is this album, which is fine. I I'm not that into United. I think that you don't have to be old to be wise is kind of a stinker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stinker number two. Basically, like it starts off for me, my personal journey with this record, it starts off great. And right, right around United, I would be checking my watch to see when I got to put on Motorhead. And and that's just kind of where I'm sitting on this record, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's true. Judas Priest is hugely important band for for this era, as is Iron Maiden. But yeah, everyone's making a good point. I mean, this this album for it's one of those elements. If you're a true fan, you're probably not going to 
be uh, and there's only one album in the book you're you're gonna find something wrong with with the one that they pick so it's true but breaking the wall i mean made it in the charts it made this album platinum it uh yeah it's a good song but ben you're gonna it after we stop recording just put on painkiller and tell me painkiller that yeah that they didn't just blow your mind because it was 1991 i believe when that came out 1990 90 90 and this band who is releasing an album in 1980 is playing this music and then you hear that and it's it's a whole nother game. I mean, they literally yeah. just, you know, like when an older artist, uh, really, really a very established artist who has influenced hundreds of bands. And then all of a sudden, 10, 20 years later, they just come back and they're like, guess what? I'm still going to reinvent yeah. what I've already shown all these kids what to do. Now I'm just going to up the ante and re invent it again for a new generation yeah painkiller bro check out painkiller i'll check out screaming for vengeance rob you've recommended screaming for vengeance to me before and admittedly i I didn't get around to it but i here's here's the thing my, my my dear dear friend the way that we rocked out like driving around doing the touring with uh man of war and iron maiden we should have had Uh priest on uh there man it's it would have made it 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 it, it would have easily, easily taken the place of both of those bands. And, and that's, I do that's, like British power metal. Yeah, of course you do. Because yeah. how can you not? How can how you not? Can What's, you not? What is, what is not, not to like? <laughs> There's nothing not to like. It's just, it's simply the best. Uh, I would have gone painkiller, defendants of the faith, screaming for vengeance. I would have put turbo in over this, ram it down and killing machine before this one as well. Is turbo lover on turbo? Oh yeah. Okay. Yes. Cool. And, and, and <laughs> that's track, yeah. That's that's track one side one. Uh, and that's where that's where I, or, uh, that's where Judas Priest gets a pass that Metallica will not get. No one will ever look back at Metallica's like cutting their hair music as like, oh, they were just exploring and it somehow not sucking. Turbo Priest, on the other, <laughs> Priest smokes Metallica. Turbo on just the other hand. Them. With with the eyes looking backwards is like oh shit, these guys knew what the fuck they were doing. Like it it wasn't received as well in the metal community, but absolutely now is. is oh, time has treated that album oh, pretty well. So fucking well, so well. Man. Back when it was like suddenly uncool to be in a a metal band, Judas Priest is like <laughs> oh my yeah. beer. We're going to get this hot as shit drummer like doing the double bass stuff. And then Rob Halford is somehow going to go up two octaves in his singing style. It's insane. I'm still Judas Priest is fucking or painkiller. I can't tell if you're, I can't tell if you're an asshole or a, or a sweet dude, but of course I am. Oh, we were talking about (laughs) Porcano Los Dos. (laughs) We were. Rob and I play in a, a band called Sump Pumps and um, brought up covering Judas Priest. And Rob was like, oh, yeah, we should do a painkiller <laughs> to play bass and sing that song. And it's like eight minutes long. <laughs> and it's double time bass and like four octave vocals. I just want you to get you better, it, buddy. <laughs> There's yeah. no keyboard part. <laughs> we believe in you. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, a few uh, house cleaning notes I have to bring up because obviously we only get one Judas Priest album, right? So uh, obviously, if you haven't seen the 15-minute video, it's on YouTube of Heavy Metal Parking Lot. Please go just YouTube that right now. 1986, uh, two guys made wow, the beautiful. the documentary of the parking lot of a Judas Priest and Dawkin concert. And it went mm-hmm. viral for, yep. v- I remember getting it on a VHS tape that a friend had, you know, like before you could uh, look anything up and it's, it's amazing. 15 minutes. It's, it really personifies, uh, what it is as a youth in America around, you know, 1986, uh, also 1985 two Nevada teenagers shot themselves while listening to a G- Judas Priest album. Stained glass. One of the boys died, but the other one who survived, uh, the other survived, claimed the music compelled them to attempt suicide. The mother of the boy that died sued the band, but the case was dismissed five years later. That was one of the, you know, really famous elements that went into the PMRC and censorshiping music um, and a lot of the satanic panic of the 1980s. Uh, oh, my sweet Satan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Halford was a lighting engineer, and of course, he loved theatrics. Uh, the band always wore leather studs, uh, over-the-top, you know, elements, pyrotechnics, smoke machines, and his one of his uh, trademarks was he would uh, enter the stage on a motorcycle. Yeah. yeah. At one point, he rode into the drum riser and broke his nose and was unconscious for a little bit and then woke up and, and uh, began singing again. <laughs> That's how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> With a broken nose. <laughs> Show must go on, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> um, can I briefly interject with my first uh, Rob Halford album? Because it wasn't Judas Priest. Um, in the year 1992, my parents uh, had that Columbia Music CD subscription where you would oh yeah you know yeah but if you didn't send the thing back they would send you an album and charge you like twenty dollars for it mm-hmm. so my parents got me a record one time that was uh called the fight with rob halford yeah man from 1992 has anybody else checked out this record rob yes. I, have, I have not yeah it's um yeah 1992 rob rob halford tried to be like an, an alternative kind of mm-hmm. like tough guy rock band and my parents like awkwardly gave me that cd for my birthday (laughs) when i was like 13 (laughs) they're like we got you for this i mean we we got this for you and i was like (laughs) and then i saw that yeah it was like 20 dollars from bmg um (laughs) it's hilarious the fight look it up on google there's a song called just a little crazy Good stuff. Were you just a little crazy? I wasn't. I was. I was. Yeah. fucking mark Wahlberg movie where he played the guy who sings 
wasn't that like supposed to be loosely based on the time that Rob Halford left Judas Priest and then came back and then uh, Mark Wahlberg d- started grunge afterwards? Oh, I thought that was the Iron Maiden story. No, it's Judas Priest. No, no, there, was, there, was, there was a what? replacement singer, you know, the Ripper or whatever that guy's name was. Rockstar? Is that the movie you guys are talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yep. It's awful. It's With Jennifer it's Aniston? So we should we should cover that for next week's episode, huh? We, we should we yes. should okay. We should put that <laughs> next uh, week's episode. Also, when I was trying to figure out why this is in, uh, many have cited British Steel as referred to as the record that more than any other codified what we mean when we say heavy metal. The music okay. and lyrics were simplified. The style, uh, you know, this style prevailed up to their seventh album. I don't think that can be emphasize enough is when we think of you know acdc we think of like rock and roll hard rock i mean it it just kind of solidifies it i feel like this album solidified heavy metal music at least in this era yeah then they they would go on to do it over and over and over again it, it, this is this is one of the most this is this is one of the most important bands in in rock and roll history and it's a shame that we're only getting this one it's a great record it's just a fucking shame um my my wife told me a long time ago and i i repeat it consistently that everything in moderation except judas priest <laughs> <laughs> she's a smart lady i wish she's i knew that when i was uh nice. yeah your best man at your wedding. I would have brought that up. <laughs> That's beautiful. I mean, your your Klingon speech was awesome. I, I know. <laughs> I, I got a tear to my eye. Listen to more Judas Priest. Always get a Judas Priest tattoo. You won't regret it. Yeah, you really won't. <laughs> uh, I did think it was cool. I I don't know if I even want to bring it up, but uh, Rob Halford did come out as gay um i believe it was in the 90s i i think i just not rob halford oh god <laughs> oh Liberace could have you're saying that it's not wanted. a surprise uh, yeah <laughs> well i mean um <laughs> i did think it was really cool though i mean because i'm sure there was but there was virtually as far as fans were concerned it seemed zero backlash it was it yeah, was I kind agree. of yeah. amazing and wonderful to see an artist that probably previously, you know, didn't feel comfortable doing that, doing it and then receiving just it's like you're it's Judas Priest. Who cares? Like this is the this is the thing that we love and we're not going to stop mm-hmm. loving it. Did Robert uh, did Rob Halford like single handedly bring the leather daddy imagery into the metal scene? You know, Saxon was a part of that, um, but I think Judas Priest definitely brought it over the top. They were one. And there's always been a little bit of like the sex shop fashion since you know Sex Pistols, Vivian Westwood kind of stuff too. But yeah, I mean, absolutely, just wearing leather all the time is Rob like, Halford's. I, you know, I, I remember like in the '90s, like reading like a a quote from Rob Halford in an interview, like like shortly after he came out, where. He was surprised that people didn't already know. He's like, I've been, like, I've been dressing like like Tama Finland this whole time. Like, well, and, <laughs> but also, I think Rob Halford, you know, reasonably so, was a bit fear, you know, fearful of fan backlash and you know 
what they call lapidation. I mean, you know, being stoned, like having people throw stones yeah. at you. I mean, it's it wasn't an easy time to be gay. No, you know, no, it's not absolutely not. Uh, I think he has a really good, and especially now, sort of looking back, he he understands the satirical value of acknowledging that, like the song "Grinder." You know, on this album, yes. it's yeah. not about the app. Yeah. You know, it's not about <laughs> cruising for gay sex. It's about how the the looking for meat exactly, but it's, it's, all, it's right. It's about how you know society will tear you down and like the establishment will destroy you. But now he's like, well, yes, you know, I've been on Grinder, you know, and like I've, I have the app, and yeah. I appreciate the value. <laughs> but you know, I think he's just you know he's just a good, well-adjusted dude who's been through some things and realizes the amusement of saying things like that. I don't think he really means, oh yeah, how did they not know I was dressing like Tom of Finland this whole time. I really thought on uh, Living After Midnight, the bridge was, I'm waiting for you, I'm going to blow you, my body's coming all night long, as opposed to, I'm waiting for you, I'm going to floor you. Mm. Mm. I, I, I thought it was pretty well spelled out, but I, I had misheard some lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> it's a... Uh... Yeah, I would say though they they absolutely ha- they ramped up the leather jacket, you know, leather studs image of of metal, of heavy metal. They are, are yeah. they I could cite them as the band, you know, kind of doing that. And God love them for it because otherwise mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to see huge dudes shoved in red leather jackets like the lead singer of Grim Reaper. <laughs> like, so, mm-hmm. and, I, and I need that in my life. I need to see the largest mm-hmm. possible person shoved in the smallest and tightest leather. <laughs> <laughs> if, if they ever come back through town, guys, you have to come with me. That was one of the best shows I've ever seen. <laughs> Grim, Grim, Grim Reaper put on one of the best oh shows I have ever We're, seen. That was I've read these stories and I'm very jealous. It, it was at Zanzibar before it got into the oh. bigger space. Oh, <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. It was uh, them. Six-year-old Grim uh, Reaper. L- let's just all go back out to the fucking cool metal shows, guys. It's going to be super <laughs> fun. I <laughs> can't okay. wait. But yeah. Love this record. A plus. Listen to more Judas Priest. Yeah. Do I yes. need to, should I go around? Uh, does anybody feel that is not a positive? It's a sort of a neutral? I'm going to go neutral on this album. Okay. Not because I dislike Judas Priest. I just don't when it comes like this album, I'm listening to this album and there's things that it remind me of that I would rather be listening to. Like I would rather be listening to ACDC and I mentioned, I would rather be listening to to motorhead. And I know that Judas priest is a prolific band and so important. And I definitely am going to dive into more of their catalog but there's just a lot of stuff that I would rather put on than British Steel, I think. Yeah. Okay. Perfectly understandable, bud. I get yeah, it. Yeah, I, I get it. I'm, I'm giving it a positive. Uh, I, I appreciate it for what it did to, to, to set heavy metal as a commercial genre, which, you know, has its foibles, like why make it commercial? But to make it commercial allows for it to be more adapted and delved into by a, a number of bands that came later that I really love too. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it a positive. Yeah. I'm on the positive. I mean, heavy metal has just grown up for me. So it just, this just feels like my, I don't know, my Birch, for, I remember you, years. What's up? I remember about 10 years ago for Christmas, you uh, gave everybody like a metal mix CD. Yeah. What yeah, I put on it. That, and that and the first track on it was, uh, yeah. What was it? 
the first track, mm-hmm. uh, the Hellion. Oh, nice. And instead of going into Electric Eye, it was like the Melvins, I believe. Yeah, that sounds about right. Birch, I remember that mix. That mix was fantastic. Yep. Yeah, I need to do more. I'll do some more. I next whiskey one. day, bring it back. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next time we'll be talking about the Circle Jerks, Group Sex. Oh, All right. Oh my God. Oh my God.